Hey y'all, welcome to the Anai Right audio blog. Your voiceover diva is Dr. Donna Oriowo. Please note that the information found in this and other blog posts is a matter of researched opinion. So direct your concerns or questions to questions at anodright.com. Direct your comments to the comment section and share on social media using the hashtag AnodRightSpeaks. Warning, content on the audio blog may be different from the written blog. My thoughts too fast and my mouth too quick, and I'm not sorry. This week's blog post is called Relationship Goals, but are they really? And here we go. If you've been following me on Instagram, then you know that in honor of Black History Month and Valentine's Day, I've been asking whether or not some of the most beloved TV relationships that I remember watching growing up were actually relationship goals or not. So far, we've talked about Harriet and Carl, Dwayne and Whitley, Quincy and Monica, and Gina and Martin. And I've been thinking a lot about Phil and Vivian, the original one, the Mm -hmm. couples on Living Single, Dre and Rainbow, just countless celebrity couples, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And mostly just thinking how we deem them and consider them to be relationships goal, which is the inspiration for this here blog post. So let's start with this one. All that glitters ain't gold, baby. When we talk about Black love and we talk about hashtag relationship goals, I don't know that we're actually being careful. I can't help but to question it. That's just the therapist to me. I can't help myself. Y'all know that I'm a sex and relationship therapist in the DC area. So part of the work I do, whether it's with individuals or couples, is I'll have them go through and name all the relationships that they think are wonderful, that they like, whether they're real life couples or not. I usually have them pick someone that we both know. That way I can also have some background knowledge. Um, but really the the goal here is for them to explain to me why they think that relationship is great. It gives me an idea about their relationship mapping and where it comes from. I want to know where they get their expectations of what a relationship is supposed to look like, what it's supposed to feel like, and what words they think are supposed to be said and heard. Because in order to help them have a healthy romantic relationship moving forward, we first have to think about what influences the way they think about relationships in the first place. Oftentimes, whether or not we have it this way, or even if we think it's silly, we get a lot of our ideas from TV. We form our thoughts about our ideal relationship from the various places that we see relationships happen, including media. For example, if you grew up in the in a maybe a single parent household and you never really saw your custodial parent um, dating, then maybe you turned more to TV, celebrities, friends, and other family members to get an idea of what a healthy relationship would look like. Or you could have also used the lack of relationships at home to be like, oh, I don't need nobody. Basically, all these things around us influence us and influence what we think about relationships and how we think they should go. We also take in what our parents are doing, what they're saying, and the things that they're not saying. And this is usually where I tell people to be careful. All that glitters ain't gold. Just because you saw a couple smiling whenever you're around doesn't mean that everything is actually all good. 
when we are looking at other people's relationships, it's important to remember that you are on the outside looking in. And that a whole lot of people are faking the funk with these beautiful pictures that they put up on Instagram and on Twitter and all the, you know, the birthday messages and the I love you messages. Don't get fooled because that stuff can have you thinking that everything they're doing is right within the context of their relationship. And you can end up modeling yourself after what those relationships look like, good, bad, and ugly. And sometimes we don't want the bad and the ugly. Now, I just told you that this is an exercise that I sometimes do with my clients. And you're probably reading this post like, wait, what? Why would you have them list off their favorite couples if everything, if what you just said is that everything that glitters ain't gold? Well, I do that because we bring in intentionality when we're looking at these couples that people are already taking in. So I'll have my clients take a look and name their relationship goals and tell me which celebrity or TV couples they tend to want to model after. Some of the ones that have been the favorites that I remembered um, from therapy have been Dre and Rainbow, um, a little bit of Quincy and Monica, and believe it or not, a lot of people love Dwayne and Whitley. Now, pause. On a side note, I want to note, I want you to notice that all these relationships were darker skinned men choosing lighter skinned women. You may not think it's a big deal because I'm asking you to think about relationship goals in general, but it is a big deal because I often speak about how a person's value of themselves and the relationships that they think they deserve is also based in what they look like. And let's be clear, a lot of TV from the 90s and even now usually show a lighter skin or ambiguous, racially ambiguous looking woman with a dark skinned man as though light skinned women are the only prize available to them. So it should come as no surprise that many of my clients are also talking about whether or not they feel loved and appreciated in their dark skin or if they're just expected to take whatever comes their way. But that's a blog topic for a whole other day and a whole other website. If you want to talk more about that aspect, head on over to the Cocoa Butter and Hair Grease website, um, thecbhg.com. Anyway, taking a closer look. Now, let's get back to what we're talking about. When we choose who we think our relationship should be mimicking, we've got to be careful. We've got to be intentional. We have to talk about exactly what it is like and look at the full breadth and depth of what we're seeing. So many people talk about Dwayne and Whitley, their love and that powerful declaration of, will you marry me, baby? Baby, please. I don't know if you've seen it, but that, that was my episode for a minute. But it was the episode where Whitley was about to get married to Byron. And Dwayne basically stands up at the wedding and makes it known that he wants her. He declares that love for her. But after that episode, it seemed like everybody was like, yep, that's relationship goals. I want someone to want me like that. But I'm sitting here like, really? Y'all won't struggle love? Because that's what I saw. Even if we don't take it back to the very, very, very beginning where Dwayne kept calling her a bougie princess and didn't think that she had anything of substance to offer. The fact is that even in the season, the season of the wedding declaration and the season before that, Dwayne didn't really appreciate Whitley. He was doing everything in his power to change her. He didn't like the type of woman she was. He wanted her to change certain behaviors and be something that she wasn't so that he could possess her. And even though she gave him every opportunity to step up and proclaim his love for her to let it be known that she wanted to be with him. 
He didn't take those opportunities. Instead, he decided he was going to cause an emotional upheaval the night before her wedding and then disrupt her wedding with feelings that he could have talked about the night before when he was being disruptive or even have said in the weeks leading up to her being with this other guy. I don't know, but that shit don't seem healthy to me. That don't seem like relationship goes to me, but hey, I digress. I'm just saying that we, we don't even have to talk about the fact that every time Whitley was about to do something that changed her life, that moved her in a different direction, he decided that's when he wanted her. Like when she was moving to New York or when she was going to be with Byron. That's when he decided that he wanted to disrupt her flow. Tell me where the health is in that. But Steve, when we say relationship goals, we're not thinking about that piece of it. We're not thinking about how it plays out in everyday life. How someone yo-yos your behind. They want you, they don't want you. We don't think about how unhealthy these relationships actually are and the emotional turmoil that can take place. We don't think about how that causes, how these type of relationships cause butterflies. Butterflies, which are not actually a sign of love, but a sign of anxiety related to the person that you love and your uncertainty of whether or not they're actually going to be there and commit to you in the way that you want. I used to think that when we had butterflies, it was just a way of saying, ooh, you know, if, if they went away, that something is wrong in your relationship. Then I realized that, oh, you can be so fucking secure in your relationship that the butterflies, or rather, that anxiety, is unnecessary and goes away. Now, I I just used Dwayne and Whitley as one of our primary examples, but when you think about it, Carl and Harriet, Quincy and Monica, Gina and Martin, Dre and Rainbow, Aunt Viv and Phil, Khadijah and Scooter, Regine and whatever that rich man it was that she ended up with at the end of the series, Sinclair and Overton, Cot and Max. When we think about these fictional couples that we saw and, and their relationships, I'm asking you to take heed. That's all I'm asking you to do. I'm asking you to consider, one, what you actually liked about their relationship. And two, ask yourself what made that relationship great and be critical enough to also talk about what you don't like in that relationship. What would not be okay for you? So sound off below. Let's talk about this in the comments and on Instagram and Facebook. Let's talk about number one, who has been your relationship goals? Two, what you liked about them and that relationship. Three, why you've liked it. Let's dig down deep into that root. And finally, number four, if you've ever experienced the thing that you said that you liked within the relationship you were in. Talking about these things can let us know what we want solidly. And sometimes we can even see that we don't like that shit in practice, you know. Um, like as a child, I love mail. I like the idea of getting mail. As an adult, I'm like, keep your shit out of my mailbox unless it's a check because I'm tired of seeing bills. So like I said, sound off below. Let's talk about what we want in a relationship, if we've ever had it in a relationship, what it looked like in practice and whether or not we liked it for real growth. All right. Let's, and let's also remember that we're going to be careful and intentional about who we deem to be hashtag relationship goals. All right, y'all. I'm out.